Hi, I'm Dr. Jess Jodhpuller, and this is Spartanburg Women in Medicine podcast. In this show, you meet the incredible women in medicine of our community and hear their stories. Uh, hello, everybody. This is uh, Dr. Jess Jodh Buller, and uh, welcome to Spartanburg Women in Medicine podcast. Uh, this podcast is being uh, started as our uh, community endeavor for the year 2020. We we were used to meeting in person and having you know conversations and sharing our sorrows and joy. Since we can't do that, so this is what we're doing this year: meeting each other virtually, introducing all our different members so we can all engage with each other, all build, continue to build our community. So in today's podcast, what we will be doing is we will meet one of the founders of Spartanburg Women Medicine Community. We referred that to that as SWIM and uh, Dr. Amy Barouche. And, and then we will learn about her professional life, also about the history of SWIM, uh, how the, this all came about then uh, anything else that she's doing that's exciting and and her ways of uh, managing stress how is she handling all the extra extra stress that we have this year and and also uh, we will lastly ask her what she wish she knew when she was graduating from med school so there's all these fun conversation to come so stay tuned and uh, now I would like to welcome Dr. Amy Barouge. Hello, Amy. How are you today? Hi, Jess. I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Thank you. So I'm so glad that we are doing this together, and I'm so grateful to you to support us in this endeavor. Um, tell us, tell us about your professional life. Who are you? How would you want people to know? What are you up to these days professionally? <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, um, A, for starting this podcast and B, for inviting me to be the first guest. I feel very honored and I'm really excited about this. I think it's a fantastic idea and I really look forward to meeting some new people virtually as well. So thank you for um, getting the ball rolling on this. It's um, really fun to um, to see this happen. So as for me, um, I am a pathologist. I have been in Spartanburg for 14 years. I moved here straight from fellowship. I did my um, residency at University of Arizona in Tucson and then a cytopathology fellowship at MD Anderson in Houston. Um, so I came here straight out of fellowship. I've been here 14 and a half years now. Um, I work mainly at Spartanburg Medical Center. I'm part of an independent pathology group, Carolina's Pathology, and we cover all of the Spartanburg regional system, um, as well as some hospitals in the Charlotte area. And I serve currently as medical director for the microbiology laboratory, and the cytopathology laboratory. And I'm also the uh, medical director for the labs at Cherokee Medical Center and Union Medical Center, our uh, rural hospitals. And I'm also currently chair of the medical executive committee. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. But that's, you know, I, I can completely understand, you know, wearing these really 
leadership uh, positions and the hats of all these leadership positions. I completely get it. So where is your office? Is it in the Spartanburg Regional Main Campus? It is. And uh, people have no idea. They just assume that the colleges <laughs> are in the basement. But uh, we're actually not in the basement. We're on the second floor. We're okay. right across from the ORs where the main um, core laboratory okay. is. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, that's that's great. So um, tell us how this women in medicine community came to you. What was the inspiration? Who were your you know, co founders and how did this all came together? Sure. So about 10 years ago, I was on the Speakers Bureau um, for a company, which I I no longer um, do that. But at the time, I was traveling all over the country giving talks about um, HPV testing and PAP testing. And most of the talks were at hospitals or or health systems. Um, But I gave one talk um, in Ohio for a County Medical Society Women's Group. It was the Lorraine County Women's Medical Society in, in Lorraine County, Ohio. And that was the first time I had been a part of a group of just female physicians like that. And this group was so dynamic. And they were so interesting. I loved the diversity in the group. They were all different ages, all different stages in their career. Um, but they clearly had great respect for each other, had a great time together. Um, I stayed, you know, after my talk and just um, talked with a lot of the women for a while. And some of them had such interesting stories. And they were telling me about all the great things their their women's medical group did, including a talent show every year. And wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really um, just really fascinating talking to these women. And so on the plane on the way back, I was making all these notes and jotting down <laughs> ideas. And I was so excited to get... I this new, I had to get this started in Spartanburg. So the next day at work, I talked to uh, one of my female colleagues, Rosanna Lapham, and she was totally on board too. And she really helped me get everything started. And a lot of the uh, things we associate with SWIM, even our logo, were um, thanks to her. She crowdsourced that and, and we found somebody to design the logo. Um, pretty cheaply and, and, uh, it's stuck. And she's also come up with a lot of the swim swag that we've given away over the years. So she's, um, yeah, very much Ros- a part. Yeah. Rosanna is a huge resource and uh, I've learned so many, uh, tips and tricks from her. And, and, you know, I think when we see you all pulling this all together and doing it, we feel like, yeah, we can do it. You know, we, we have our, you know, uh, predecessors done uh, such a boldly starting this group. And, and, you know, I had some experience with women in medicine groups um, back in Philadelphia where I trained and we had women in nephrology and I loved it. I love every meeting. Every month we used to have a meeting in our university program and we would meet attendings that we were scared of even saying hello to, you know, and then to see them at that level and just chatting with them, asking them questions. uh, It it just made you see another, you know, uh, another angle to what is it to be a woman in medicine and what challenges they have had. And, and it was great. It's the mentorship that builds. It's just amazing. Definitely. And we, um, yeah. Yeah, we had several goals in, in starting SWIM. Uh, one of them was to just provide a way for female physicians to network. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like especially here in South Carolina, the male physicians generally tend to network playing golf. And <laughs> a lot of the female physicians, some of them do play golf, but but not nearly as many, certainly. And, and part of the reason is it just 
is so time consuming. And a lot of us have, have children that we're spending, trying to spend time with um, when we're not in the hospital. Um, so it's a great way for women to network, um, also to become more politically active. And um, we have this mm-hmm. table, obviously, at the uh, County Medical Society legislative event um, every January or February. And, um, and also just to support each other. I think there's um, things that women physicians face that are, are unique to, to women physicians. And so just to be a support system for each other. Yeah, that you know, I I'm I'm mostly blown away by the the amount of participation in the legislative process here in Spartanburg. You know, you just feel so disconnected from all that. You feel like somebody goes and runs for elections and somebody does and makes all these these bills, you know, and here you were the hands-on approach and thinking about the public health, you know, at large, I think uh, I, I, it's it's the best kind of work we as physicians want to do. We really want to impact everybody in a positive way. So I'm so inspired. I I think this was this is an amazing community to be part of. Great, wow. Um, so you know, tell us what are what else are you into? I'm I'm sure there's something else going on that's keeping you excited. Share us with share with us, please. So right now, the the biggest thing is is virtual schooling my kids. Right. Um, I know we all had difficult decisions to make about um, what to do with our, our those of us who have school age children. Um, what to do this fall, and we elected to do virtual school with our our children, which the burden of that largely falls on my husband. Um, but I still like to be involved with that and um, answer questions when I come home from work and, and help with homework. And um, so that's that's been fun. Um, another project that I just recently uh, sort of finished launching is something I'm pretty excited about called the Battle Buddies Program. Mm-hmm. And this is a program that started at the University of Minnesota. It's really a resilience building program more than a, a burnout um, uh, prevention program. Well, burnout prevention, resilience building are, are similar. Right. The aim is to give people um, tools so that they are less susceptible to to burnout. So the idea behind the Battle Buddies program, um, it was started by an anesthesiologist at the University of Minnesota who had been in the Army. And when you enlist in the Army, they pair you with another um, new army, uh, recruit and you have contact daily, you check in with each other. Um, the idea is that more that you're listening and validating the other person's feelings than that you're actually trying to you know, solve their problems. Um, you just listen and are objective and just a, a person that the buddy can, can, uh, call or rely on, um, whenever they need, need to. And, um, so the <laughs> application of that in, in Spartanburg, um, I sort of floated the idea to several people and, um, Susan Duggar, who's the chief nursing officer, uh, was really excited about it. And she connected me with, um, two other nursing, uh, leaders, um, who we worked together to sort of translate the, the program into a format that would work in Spartanburg. And so we've rolled it out on, on four units now. Um, and the program involves basically the, the nursing leader for that unit um, pairs people. And I was 
able to get in touch with the lead for the program at University of Minnesota and get some good tips um, about rolling it out. So you pair people who aren't necessarily, actually, you want to try to avoid pairing people who are already good friends, um, mm-hmm. but you do want to try to pair people who are well-matched as far as um, similar aid, similar um pair somebody with children with another person with children, people who are dealing with similar um, stressors. I see. Okay. And so they check in with each other several times a week. Um, We have Battle Buddy pocket cards printed that on one side have sample questions for the the check-in. And on the back side, there's resources, including the phone numbers for the chaplaincy, um, Mm -hmm. the employee assistance program, and also a text hotline if someone feels overwhelmed and and, uh, doesn't want to make the phone call. But um, wants to to text for help. So that's in a discreet little pocket card that people can just keep with them in their um, okay. pocket. So are we using it for any of the physician groups in the hospital yet? Not yet. Um, okay. I've been trying to coordinate with the intensivists and uh, the hospitalists who really have shoulder um, yeah. the burden of the, the COVID patients. Um, right. And that is yet to um, yet to happen, but I'm I'm hopeful that especially if we get good feedback from the nurses and the respiratory therapists that are doing it, that that'll increase their their interest in in starting. Right. As well. I I I love this. I think this is a great. Um, you know, I always felt that we we as physicians were, you know, kind of. We, playing, uh, you know, the role of a warrior in our own way by, you know, protecting our patients from <laughs> disease and whatnot. And and also, you know, kind of keeping our needs second. And it, it really speaks to me on that level that, wow, this is a perfect, um, you know, program to build to our, bring to our community, especially this year when we have become so much more aware of the amount of stress and resilience that is expected of us and how um, the stress levels have been where we've never seen before. You know, this is going to work and being scared that will you come back and bring something to your kid or are you going to be there? <laughs> Do you have your estate planned? You know, you you're just all those things have come to mind these, this year and it's been quite stressful. So this is incredible. I'm so glad you shared this with us and the audience and, you know, I personally, I feel like I, in my um, specialty, uh, nephrology nurses, especially COVID causing a little, even more incidence of acute kidney injury, we have seen way more burden on our nursing staff to dialyze these patients in the COVID rooms for hours at, at a stretch. I mean, it's taken a toll. I've, we've had several nurses who've actually caught the infection too. So, I, I think this would be a great program to bring to our uh, specialty also. So I will definitely be in touch and uh, hoping that we can roll over some version of it to nephrology. Sounds well, great. So- and I'm happy to share the resources um, from University of Minnesota and what we came up with in, in Spartanburg. So you can post it on at the end of the video or something if you'd like as well. Yes. Yeah. I'll try to figure that out, how to post that for sure. (laughs) Okay. So how are you managing your own stress? You know, how was it for you? How do you do it? What, what is your go-to little ritual to make you feel, okay, I'm, I, this is it. I feel good. I feel better. So for me, self-care is all about doing things that are are healthy. Um, I love to exercise. I love to run and walk. And I feel very fortunate that we live somewhere where um, this whole 
um, during this whole time of um, social distancing, I've been able to get outside and, and do my usual, go for runs, go for walks, um, even do some hikes with some people wearing masks. And mm-hmm. so that's um, something that I really enjoy. Um, I also um, really trying to, you know, eat healthy, get enough sleep. Um, there's so much that's out of our control right now. And so to be able to, you know, control at least how we take care of ourselves and, and yeah. getting enough sleep, getting enough um, exercise, um, spending time with my kids. Um, that's been for me, one of the few positives of this whole um, pandemic. And I know I'm not alone in saying this, but I've, I've really had such great quality time with my kids because they're not running out to sleepovers and, and play dates as much. And, um, you know, we're, playing family games and, and doing game nights and movie nights. And so um, that has definitely um, eased my my stress um, considerably. Yeah, yeah. We've all definitely have gotten to know our own families better during this time, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That is good to know. Um, and tell us if you were, you know, in, uh, say, Rewind, where, when you were graduating, you know, this time, what do you think would be your, um, you know, your main wisdom that you have, you felt, uh, you wish you had this, this uh, insight back at, at that time of the, you know, your life where you were graduating, you had all these dreams, all these career aspirations and ambition. And what, what do you wish you knew that you know now at that time? <laughs> I think I, I wish I was more comfortable um, saying no at an earlier age. Um, I think as women, women physicians in particular, we tend to say yes to everything and can find ourselves um, pretty overwhelmed pretty fast in, in doing things that uh, we may not necessarily be enjoying or feeling like we even can contribute much to. And so I think being more thoughtful about what we say yes to, and I think something that can really help with that, it's something I was introduced to later in life. Um, It's something that's uh, mentioned in Stephen Covey's book, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And, And I've read it other places as well, but I think he was probably the first one to kind of come up with this idea of writing a personal mission statement and so personal, personal mission statement is basically writing out, you know, what you value, what your priorities are, how you want people to perceive you, how you want to leave your mark on the world. And that may change over the course of your career. So it's, you know, always good to revisit it every year, every couple years or so. But I think, you know, if you write out, you know, actually put um, on paper what your goals are, what your values are, what your priorities are, then when you get asked to do things, um, instead of saying yes right away, you know, just allow yourself that little bit of um, a pause, you know, just to be able to say, let me think about that overnight or let me think about it over the weekend and get back to you and, and really think through, is this something that is in line with my values? Is this something that's going to get me to the point I want to be at? Um, or is this something I should maybe just pass on. And there might be somebody else who's really, you know, a better fit for um, that role or that committee or, or that board. So I think, you know, setting those boundaries, learning to say no. Um, also, just as far as time management goes, another helpful tip from that book is 
um, to think of things in a, a four by four grid where you have your urgent and non-urgent categories on one axis and your um, important and not important on the other axis. So everything gets put in a bucket of urgent, important, or non-urgent, non-important. And that really helps you sort of prioritize where you need to be um, spending your time and, and what order you need to um, do things. So I think I've learned a lot of time management skills over um, the course of my career by necessity, especially after having um, children and having as many roles as I do at the, the medical center. Um, but I kind of had to learn it by doing, and I w wish um, I had maybe <laughs> put more effort into um, having a more methodical way of, of doing that early on. And I think the mission statement and, you know, allowing yourself to say no to some things um, or at least pausing and really thinking it over before you say yes um, are, are good ways to, um, you know, really prioritize how you spend your time. Well, this is such an important, uh, I think, lesson that you brought up. I feel for any stage in life, even if you have never done this and you want to start today, I think this is this is a very, very important uh, way to look at the rest of our lives. And and our young SWIM members, the you know, we in our community we have a medical school and the residency program. And I think it, this is a great advice for for really young minds to know that. You know, I see that most of the people who do choose medicine, they are used to pleasing everybody. They are always given that positive reinforcement and they want to make everybody happy and do be there for everyone as doctors, as colleagues. And um, so this is a really good way because, and this is this they're basically a lesson in boundaries too, because having healthy boundaries is all about knowing yourself and knowing what are is your priority what is what does that make you feel most aligned with your own um truth or you know goals in life or um yeah this is great i'm so glad you shared this amy i i think our listeners especially the younger ones they this is amazing advice i, I thank you for that um, now, you know, in terms of, uh, closing remarks, uh, what do you wish to share with our community? How, you know, anything, where do you, what, what are your, uh, aspirations for SWIM going forward? Well, for me, it's just really fun to watch the way, um, SWIM has developed and, and gone in new directions. And I'm really excited for what you and Octavia and, and Jamie, um, have already done and are planning for the future and the way you've adapted to, you know, obviously in, Spart in uh, September, we normally be doing our, our big women in medicine month celebration, but I think this is a great, um, initiative to kick off to get to know members in a way that's, um, responsible and socially distanced. Um, but rather than just kind of throwing our hands up and saying, we can't do it. Um, this is a great, um, great new initiative that, that you've started. And it's just really um, fun to watch it um, grow and, and thrive. And I forgot to mention back when we were going through the history that I can't remember how many years ago it's been um, that we <laughs> sort of partnered with this county medical society. Um, but that's really been um, so beneficial, I think, 
mutually beneficial for, for both of us. And I'm just so grateful for the financial and administrative um, support of the SCMS um, that's really made SWIM sustainable. And I look forward to, you know, hopefully meeting many new um, women as they move to, to Spartanburg and, and start their practices here. And this is something that I hope will um, just continue to thrive. Yeah, that that's my hope too. In fact, I felt that we needed each other even more. And then this social distancing, that disconnect was hard. Uh, especially, you know, when when you meet in a group, you have these little conversations and then you make all these contacts and, and you feel you, you belong. This is your community. This is your tribe. And, and this is what we are hoping this will do for everybody, creating, getting, you know, so people can go to our website and click on the link and listen to a podcast or watch our video and, and know who is where, what kind of members are here, who is the leadership, who are the founders. And, and so we can all meet uh, people of like minds and, and feel at home, you know, and feel supported. That is pretty much our goal for our 2020 and beyond. We want everybody to feel supported and uh, and valued. You know, we have so many incredibly talented physicians uh, in this area. And whenever I meet, I'm just bowed and in awe of all the great <laughs> physicians I'm surrounded by. And I feel like, wow, I'm, I've been here four years and I feel like I hardly know anybody. <laughs> and I, it, it's for me, uh, I, I'm looking forward to this process so much. And I really hope that, um, you know, people will enjoy and send me feedback. Uh, so for all the listeners and the viewers, if you need to reach me uh, and you have any other ideas, suggestions, feedback, we are open to it. We are learning as we are going forward. So um, the email address is admin at swimphysicians.com. And our website will be listed uh, in the description. And it is... Uh, www.swimphysicians.com. And you can also find us through the Spartanburg County Medical Society. And uh, so I wish you all uh, a good day or good night, whatever time you're listening to it. And, and please stay tuned for the monthly. We will try to do these podcasts once a month. And occasionally we may add more based on whatever is going on, you know, so uh, stay tuned. All right. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Amy, so much. Thank you so much, Jess. And good night.